There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, the podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Steve. And I'm Sean Fangirl S. And tonight we'll be discussing episode three of season one of Superstition. I almost said I'm Steve. I don't know why. It's been a long day. But <laughs> it's been awesome. The, these, oh God, sci-fi. I'm happy because we're getting awesome shows, but I don't know what's going on. I feel like we're not getting a whole lot of promotion on this show, and this is really good. Yes, it is. It's really starting to worry me when they start doing that. But we know we at least have this season. Fingers crossed we're getting more. I mean, I know I know we're only episode three, but I just haven't really seen any commercials. Right, promoting it. Yeah, I don't know. You, and you guys the numbers scare actually me. came up a little bit. Well, that's good. Yeah, we had a 0.1 in adults 18 to 49, which was up from that 0.08. And we had 0.402 million viewers, which brought it up to the 105th rated cable show for the day. So. Okay. Now that playoffs is over, maybe a few more eyes are um, looking uh, Superstition's way. Well, hopefully. Hopefully a lot of people are hearing about just the way this show is. Right. Like I said, you have, you have all the awesome supernatural aspects to it, and they poke fun at some of the other shows, just in general. All we need to top this off is to have Mark Shepard just pop on, like a walk-on role. Yeah. <laughs> that would make it for me. Although I love this right now, and I am sad, though. I am sad because Isaac is not in this episode now. He is left to go take care of what he needs to do. Yes. I don't know. This... Ugh. Every time, I, I don't know why I want to latch on to a, a character. I should know better with all these shows. Right. So let's jump into episode three, shall we? All right. Half-truth and half-breed. Isaac sends a mysterious half-human, half-infernal to help Calvin with the fight in La Rochelle. B, Garvey, and Tilly grapple with how to properly bury a known racist. Yeah, I guess that would be a little awkward. Just a bit. Well... I don't know. This this started out where I did not know what was happening. I was yeah. so confused. <laughs> we get popped into the Cottonmouth, the gastro pub in La Rochelle. Cowboy named James with one dead eye saunters in and wets his whistle with a neat whiskey. And he then promptly gets to work dispensing with a couple of infernals in disguise, slashing them upside and down with his snazzy blade. Now... Oh, my gosh. I really had no clue what was happening because, right. like, the couple, they were dressed kind of like in 50s-ish garb. Right. 50s, 60s. Like, I can't. Yeah, I'm not good at playing. Down. Yeah. Well, she had, like, a dress on, and I felt like it had all the frilly stuff underneath. You know I'm not girly girl at this point, right? And they just looked kind of old-fashioned. Out of place. And then he comes in, and he really looks out of place. 
And weirdly, the bartender who you know, like goes to talk to the couple and they just ask for water, but he's like, do you know him? They're like, yeah, kind of related distance. Like, wait, what? And then, of course, you know, that smack talking back and forth and the way he was talking to him sounded really racist. Right. And I was confused when they started fighting. And then you realize, wait, we're supposed to be in like now times. Right. So I can't say the present because who knows just the now of the show. But it it was like really strange. I'm like, who's good and who's bad here? Exactly. We had no idea at this point. Right. And even with the bartender, I was kind of confused. I'm like, okay, is he one of the, you know these bad guys? Is he a good right. guy? Is he just a regular schmo? Right. It doesn't like to see his restaurant bloodied up. Which I don't blame him for that at no, all. Not at all. Yeah, it was, it was confusing. Especially yes, it when was. the the guy's like, there's more coming. It's like, uh, okay. There's more. And it's like, this sounds ominous, and I don't know what's happening. <laughs> so it's kind of the one of those John the Floor moments, because it's like, okay, we're starting with people dying. All right, then. Yeah, let's, <laughs> where's this going to take us? Let's not pull any punches and jump right in. But interesting, when you have, well, our guy with the dead eye, which is creepy in itself, and he just kept saying he hears the master's call, and I'm like, oh, crap. What does that mean? Right. It had to have something to do with the dredge, you would think. Right, but I thought the dredge left. Or did he to leave? To go chase Isaac. Or to heal, or whatever. We, I mean, we don't right. know exactly. We just know he seemed to laugh and fly away somehow. It was weird. It was weird. But then we're back with the family. Yeah. In the alchemy room, Tilly has found a match between the mark that the dredge left on one of his corp minions and the mark of Asmodeus. Asmodeus was an ancient infernal who could perform magic and shapeshift and do other things you'd expect a man with the name Asmodeus could do. Now, did you look up that name? No, I just bought oh. it. I <laughs> knew what they were talking about. I only wonder because half the time when I'm really scratching my head, you're like, but wait, there's more. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this one, I, I took their word for it. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, normally I say, oh, I want to make verify this, but I took their word for it this time. Ah, gotcha. Now, of course, by this time, Officer May has James in custody. <laughs> she tells one of her deputies to go in and question him, and she basically looks at her and says, no, but hell no. Right, he's creepy. I love it. She kind of looks at him like, are you serious right now? Yeah. <laughs> I think I tweeted out, man, this deputy needs to grow a pair real bad. <laughs> and Morgana just replied back with the gift of one of the minions, you know, eating popcorn and then just, you know, spit it all out because <laughs> it's laughing. <laughs> uh, I, I'll tell you, you know, when you have Officer May, just like, okay, listen, why is it, yes, I'm the sheriff, you're a deputy, but... That I'm the one who's got, like, more backbone than you right now. Shouldn't you yeah, have this I stuff? Yeah, I the orders. Not <laughs> you aren't supposed to say no. Right. But it was weird, too, because she goes in to talk to him. And what was he asking for? Whiskey or tequila or something? Yeah, yeah. He, alcohol. He alcohol. <laughs> you want a coffee? No, no, no. None of that. 
but then was playing with sugar later. But he's like, like I want to talk to Calvin. How the hell do you know his name? Exactly. That's go, got me all sorts all right, of worried. This is too weird. Yeah, all sorts of worried. That's never good. Yeah. So, of course, Meg gets a hold of Calvin. He goes in and talks to James. Of course, James just lays out all of Calvin's lineage and gives him all this information about his father that he doesn't know. And you just go, How do you know this? Yeah, okay. This is really not making any sense now. Right. How do you know this? But he goes on with that more is coming thing. It's like, listen, you need to quit with this repetitive stuff and tell me how you know about my dad and everything. And we still don't have information after all is said and done about how old B might be. No, we don't. But I think we do get an idea. Maybe. Okay. So, of course, Calvin is knocked sideways by this, and who wouldn't be? Right. And, of course, James tells him more are coming. Okay. Now, once he's being transferred to a more permanent cell, James takes care of uh, Deputy Patala's grasp by elongating his arms, knocks out the lawman, and escapes. See, I couldn't figure out what happened. I'm like, wait, because I didn't rewind it or anything? Right. And I'm like, what What did he just do? What did he do? How did he do that? Yeah, so uh, this is what happens when I don't, like, 100% watch. If I blink and look down, that's why I'm like, what happened to his arms? Right. And I just assumed he kind of super magician kind of escape. That's all. And I don't know why I said magician weird like that, but yeah. And then at least he didn't kill the deputy. I mean, no, that's a bonus, right? Yes. <laughs> the little things that apparently are good now. I, I don't know. Right. Well, I guess he could tell that Patala didn't have any balls, so. <laughs> oh, womp, womp, womp. So, of course, being on the lamb, James makes a beeline for the Hastings home, where he introduces himself to everyone. Oh, yeah, and B was not too happy. Oh, no, not at all. And this was what was really, really interesting about this episode. Oh, the fact. Everybody. Yes, go ahead. Did not want Calvin to trust James whatsoever. They were all against well, I think it was even more that they were just talking, Tilly and B, like moments before, about what else has Isaac hid from you. Right. And she's like, nothing, because, what was it, I laid a goose tongue on his chest or something weird. Right, yeah. <laughs> and he tells me all the secrets. And Tilly's like, well, maybe not everything. And then this turns up, and, right. you know, she kind of looks at B like, mm-hmm, now what? Obviously, no, especially when he comes in and they're like, how the first, how the hell did you get past the wards being half infernal? Yeah. And he basically says, I helped Isaac design him. So I knew how, where the weaknesses was. What? Right. So not good that there is a weakness. And then he just goes and he like, oh, here it is. Opens up like a secret panel in the fireplace. Right. And it was from, what did he say? Their bootlegging days? Yeah. So that's where I'm like, does this mean that B wasn't around back then, or was she not with Isaac at that point? Because we that's don't. That's a really good question because we don't know, and I it's got to be at least that she wasn't with Isaac back. Then. Yeah, because we like that's why I'm saying I don't feel like we know how old she is yet. Exactly. 
And the, these were questions Absolutely. that you and I had last episode. Right. And this kind of made it very apparent that either she's not as old as he is or they haven't been together that long. Because she knew abs- she couldn't corroborate any of James's stories. Right. So now how long ago was that? Maybe a couple hundred years. Mm-hmm. More than likely. So maybe B isn't as old as we were really thinking she was. Right. But I don't know, because she's ticked and doesn't want to believe anything. But if Isaac did send him to help Calvin, turning him away is a bad idea. Right. So kind of rocking a hard place here. Oh, and it gets even harder because May comes looking for James. Oh, yeah. This is this not going to bode well. Right. And this is after Calvin had already stood her up. For the not for date. dinner date, <laughs> yes. And May got all decked out for that. Uh, yeah, because she seemed pretty excited, even though she kept telling their daughter it was not yeah, a date. Darby, it wasn't a date. But looking that good, no. You're just going out to have a meal with a friend. You do not dress to the nines like that. Hey, you're lucky I got clean clothes on if I go out to you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I wear clean clothes. My hair just probably isn't done. It's just like, oh, is it, it's not sticking up, right? Okay, good. Yeah, <laughs> good enough. Oh, but we do get to see, well, kind of, the internal workings of an infernal. I just assumed it would, like, disintegrate or something. Right. But, but no. No. <laughs> and Tilly's having way too much fun. Oh, good Lord, yes. She's... She was just digging in and going, oh, 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 look at there, look at there, oh, 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 look at there. Right. Oh, it doesn't have a ribcage. Oh, it doesn't have internal organs. I never get this close to them. It's like, what happens to them normally? I just feel like you're not going to just randomly have all these dead bodies around, and it's not like they're a crematorium. So right. where are you putting all of these? Is there some weird mass grave of inter- infernals? Might be. Ew. <laughs> well, of course, as big as uh, the alchemy room is, it might be a whole lot bigger. Yeah, that's true. It's like the TARDIS. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. So, yeah, weird that they're like, yeah, I told you, Infernal. And James is just yep. like, okay, proved myself right. And they're still not buying what he's selling, though. No. And even Calvin is suspicious, but I think because... He believed the stories about his father mm-hmm. was what basically convinced him that, yes, this would be somebody his father would send to help him out. Okay. And plus, he knew all sorts of things, because at one point, he ends up in the alchemy room. Right. And Calvin's funny. like, what in the hell are you doing here? And he's like, oh, this is so cool. Just checking this out. And like, touching all the weapons Everything. and plate, like a kid in a candy store. He's like, oh, cool. Calvin's walking running around behind him trying to slap his hand. Put it down, put it down. Right? <laughs> but how'd you get past the coat? Oh, that was easy. And then, like, into another thing, and Calvin locks it up. It's like, what? What? And it's just, like, I don't know. The weirdest, it's almost like a comedy happening right here. Right. And I'm like, all right. I hope they don't make this silly, but, you know, it is just James like, whoo, this is so cool. There's so much more stuff here than before. Right. So I feel like, again... He has the knowledge. How else would he have this knowledge at all? So you kind of have to trust him. Yeah, I 
I didn't have any problems trusting him. I, as soon as I saw him, I, I went, okay, this guy's going to be a BA, and yeah, he might teach Calvin a thing or two. Well, we we learned a, a couple things about Infernals, didn't we? Yes, we did. Oh. Well, we had some, uh, what, a couple running kind of in the neighborhood. Yeah. Runs into somebody, <laughs> and they're like, overheard talking about how they're hungry, and and the person who's pushing a baby carriage is like, oh, you should try the cottonmouth. They have great food. And then the woman is looking at the baby, and she's like, oh, I'm sorry. He's cranky because he's teething. And she's like, oh, not ripe yet. I'm like, what? Yeah. And she called it her spawn. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> you go, warning, warning. It's like, okay, you're you're not just foreign. Because no. I don't think most people from other countries call them their spawn. Unless yeah. you're talking crap about your kid, you're like, uh, yes, the demon spawn that are my yeah. kids. Yeah, but you know, it's a little different. But I'm like, what, what did she mean? Not quite right. And the guy's like, huh, wait for it. Yeah. And well, they did for a little bit, but not too much. No. Cause, oh God. We get our classic horrors. Yes. Camping <laughs> teenagers <laughs> who were going to go skinny dipping. I'm like, Something's going to happen. <sighs> and what was even dumber was the one guy that was slower than everybody else is in the tent. He hears all the screaming and carnage going on outside. And he still gets out of his clothes and goes to get it. <laughs> right. Because thinking, oh, yeah, guys, real funny. Ha ha. And then the one Hi. girl. And I'm really... And he grabs the girl because she's like, help me, help me, pulls her up and then realizes there's no bottom half to her. Right. I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. And he goes to run. What's he do? Runs back into the tent. Yeah. I don't know. I think I'd have to just be like, run. Yeah. But of course, I mean, the I don't tent know. is not going. Even if you thought it was a bear, right. it's not going to stop at anything in the tent. But uh, it, it was pretty gross. I'll say that. Oh, yeah. Because they decide to eat the, the kids. And, in fact, we see them rip the one kid apart. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah. These just, five kids. Just going to eat that raw. Okay, then. Not even take time to cook. Maybe marinate them. I don't know. Right. But I just feel like that was a little gross. So, um, maybe I have to not eat while watching this show now, too. Yeah, I think that would be wise. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, sci-fi is, like, going to be my new diet because I can't eat during any of these shows. <laughs> <laughs> some of the stuff is gross that wasn't so gross though but it was just kind of like what just happened really wow okay <sighs> but they get word of this and i love how officer may is at the crime scene sees all this and immediately thinks it's james right i feel like yeah he may have fought two people but did he tear them apart right no because tilly was able to do an autopsy right so i feel well, like it's no, a bit of a stretch <laughs> right I don't know. Maybe May doesn't know enough, even though we think that she knows a lot about what goes on, that she just doesn't know enough of the weirdness. So maybe they need to bring her in a little bit more. Right. And we kind of see that going on between May and Calvin as she's wanting more information and Calvin's just not giving her anything. I don't know and if that's to protect his family or to protect her or that he just doesn't want her to freak out. I don't know what it might be. Right. It is for her own protection, I believe. Okay. The less she knows, the safer she is kind of thing. Yes. 
Right. And the safer the daughter would be. True. Ay, ay, ay. This is insanity. But hey, we have, we have James who's like, you know, I'm going to take care of this. We're going to go find these infernals. And I was trying to figure out how because he's tracking them. Right. Until suddenly we see that he has like, I don't know, infrared vision. <laughs> yeah, with the dead eye. The dead eye sees the infernals. Yeah, he sees their tracks. I'm like, what is happening? It was weird. But they're following him into the woods, right? And was it at this point that he starts talking crap to Calvin? I mean, like, pretty hardcore, too, about how Isaac has sent him, like, several of his children throughout the years and to train them, and none of them has been as weak. Right. I was just like, whoa, that, whoa. Yeah, that's a bit harsh, but once the, you know, all of a sudden they're surrounded by infernals, and Calvin's trying to shoot. Oh, <laughs> oh James is kind of pissed about that. Yeah, and he's not using the Ring of Solomon. Well, he doesn't know what it is. None of us know what it is. No. So, James, you but are the only one in the know. It, they scatter. Mm-hmm. So you go, oh. What does this mean? This means <laughs> they're scared of that. Hmm. Well, he does use a gun, but he used the gun that James tried to steal out of the alchemy room. Right. So it wasn't just a regular old gun. No, it wouldn't be. It was an old gun, though. Yes. Weird, old-fashioned-y, very, like, steampunkish. <laughs> <laughs> and he does manage yes. to kill one of the Infernals. Right. By blowing his head basically clean off. Right. Yeah, that gaping hole was... <laughs> I don't think he's healing. Three-fourths of his head, yeah. But, who was it? The guy's name was Zagan? Zagan, however you say it. Right. And he managed to take out James's eye, right? Oh, no. It was one of the other ones that took his eye. Yeah, yeah. Rom. I don't know how you say him. Exactly the spellings and... Right. Like, I didn't rewind again. Sorry, guys. <laughs> and, but they take up running. But I love it because, yeah, we have... James is like, he just had a knife sticking out of his head. But that didn't stop him. It just right. took his eye. And he's like, eh, I'm good. But I can't track them. Right. So maybe I'm not so good. Yeah. And he's like, oh, well, I guess we'll do it a different way. What? What other way are we doing this? As you have a weird rag sticking out of your eye hole. Yeah. <laughs> it was weird. God, that's the word of the day. I know it is. But, yeah. like, this episode had so much <laughs> happening. It just made you like, okay, you know what? Just call the show weird. I'll be okay with that. But, again, he starts almost taunting him. Yes. Extreme taunting because he brings up Calvin. I mean, his, his brother. brother. And I'm like, oh, no, dude. No. Like, I'm, I'm that on my couch. I'm going, no, don't say that. No, you don't do that. That's not cool. Yeah. And Calvin's just getting more and more pissed off. And then next thing you know, like, he just, like, roundhouse. Yeah. But yeah. it somehow managed to activate the ring. Yes. And it glows. Yes. I was like, ooh, I'm glad it doesn't just kill them when he hits them with it then. Because, <laughs> man, that he would have taken James' head clean off. Yeah. Well, and that was, he just barely got it going. I think if he had got it fully powered up, yeah, that ring would have just been shooting lasers out. <laughs> or whatever it does. Yeah, we don't know. Right. We don't know. Yeah. But then James gets up. He's like, oh, finally. What? What? 
That's not what I expect if somebody just, like, knocks your butt straight out, okay? I mean, obviously he wasn't knocked out, but you guys know what I mean. Right. And he's like, all right, ready to fight. So, let's go do this. Huh? Clue me in what's happening. So, James kind of clues in the audience, which thank right. you for telling us, because I'm, like, sitting here going, what What did I miss? I didn't walk out of the room. What did I miss? <laughs> you know, he's like, I thought getting you to channel, like, your anger and pain would get you to activate the ring, because you can bend infernals to your will. It's like, okay, right. that's great. But does that mean whatever you want to happen will happen through the ring? If you want them to all freeze so you can kill them, does that happen? Does If you want them to suddenly melt into nothing, does that happen? I don't know. But No, we don't know. And, and, and James didn't tell us that. He just says they will, it bends their will to you. So you can tell them to scram or whatever. Go into orbit. I guess. Yeah. Hopefully we'll find out more. Yes. But let's talk about the next scene, shall we? <laughs> Interesting scene. Yes. We... <laughs> James has figured out that this song that is bringing the Infernals out of the woodwork is that of a herald who has been humming her siren song. And we get a little background on the herald, which I thought was great. I'm like, yes, bring in mythology. She was mm -hmm. once one of the handmaids to Persephone. Who was then cursed, and I, damn, I forgot who they said cursed her. So right away, I'm thinking, wait a minute, wasn't that Medusa? Right. But apparently, so another one. Because apparently they just screwed with Persephone. Oh no, Persephone was the one that was in hell, right? Right. Okay, so whatever, she screwed something up, and she's now cursed, and she's hideous, but her songs bring people to their de doom, you know, doom and gloom. We know what sirens are, right? Yes. We've heard these in myth. For how long? Yeah, forever and ever. Although, when they do end up finding her, other than her head, I'm like, okay, dang. <laughs> I don't know what they consider hideous, but I wasn't seeing hideous myself. No, and Calvin almost got snagged there. Yes. Because <clears throat> he had fallen for her beauty. Yeah, and was pulling her, or she was kind of pulling him close and almost had him. Yeah. And then James, ugh, had, she, he brought up the brother again. Focus. And, like, as soon as he brings up his brother, that's, like, the trigger for Calvin. Yeah. And then the, like, the ring all lights up, and suddenly she's mush. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, he just, like, squeezed her, he squeezed her hand, didn't he? Yeah. And then... Like, wow, everything went away. Yeah. <laughs> the head comes. Yeah, that was weird. And uh, then James decides to pick up the head. He's like, oh, hey, waste not, want not. I thought he was going to eat her. Right. Because he is part infernal. But plucked her eye. And he's like, oh, that's how I got the last one. What? Ew. Yeah. You don't know where that thing's been. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm worried about. Sticking somebody yeah. else's eyeball in your eye. In your eye hole. I don't know. It was... Ugh. I liked it. I liked this episode because it was so funky. Yeah. And it had that little bit of comedic timing in it. And it was like, okay, it it really is pushing... Pro. Right. But it is pushing the story forward. And I didn't feel like it was one of those episodes that would be just a filler. Even though it's only episode three, and I wouldn't expect right. something like that yet. 
So it is something that we're getting information. We are pushing it forward. We are learning that the family does not know everything between each other. Right. And so I am liking this. Yeah, because Calvin ends up giving James the gun that he had brought for all his help. Mm -hmm. And when he goes home, goes out in the back or out to the graveyard and starts digging around. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Hasting. Hasting. Just tombstone after tombstone with the names Hastings on them. Oh, my. It's like, how long has this family been there exactly? Right. And then when B just kind of pops up out there, she's like, we wanted to wait till you were older. It's like, does this mean these are your kids? What does this mean? Right. I don't. Yeah, I think she meant, yeah, they were going to tell him once he was old enough to handle it. But I'm not 100% sure they're all, any of them are hers. Okay. But she knows. I really don't think any of them are. Just the two were hers. Right. Calvin and the brother. Okay. That's that's how I'm... That's how you're interpreting, interpreting okay. Right, right now. Uh, What do you guys think? I want to know. Somebody else has to have a a thought on this. So let us know at sci-fi talk, S-Y-F-Y, talk at fangirlzone.com. What do you guys think? Seriously, like, this is so crazy. And just wondering, do you guys think that they are not really pushing this show because i'm hoping this keeps going this is really interesting how they're doing it a little bit of poking fun at things a little bit of mythology a little bit of hey this is family so i i like it it's different and i'm enjoying it but tell us what you guys think and of course you can find all the ways to contact us on www.fangirlzone.com because we have our contact links, so you have our emails, you have our Facebook, you have our Twitter, which definitely want to tweet along with Steve if you haven't already, because unfortunately I can't. And it's great. So we do hope you guys are enjoying this. Please rate and review us on iTunes and every other platform you're finding us on, because good ratings do help other fans of the show find us, and you might make me talk better. Who knows? Um, and for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, I am Sean Fangirl S. And I'm Steve. What is May going to find out about Calvin's military from her connection? And until next time.